Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. We are joining you a day later, just because we don't know uh, if there's going to be a game on Saturday. Uh, there's nothing on the fixture list, but who knows? There might arrange something behind the scenes. So uh, I don't think we. I, I said when we when we had a show last week, we were back by popular demand. I don't think anybody would particularly be in a hurry to listen to a podcast talking about a nil-nil draw. Um, the only game Sunderland have played in months, and a takeover that still hasn't gone through. So uh, we're gonna. We're going to go on and try and knock half an hour of content out. Anyway, joining myself, Stephen Goldsmith tonight, and Gareth Barker is uh, Tom Walsh. Uh, hello, Stephen. How are you doing? How is how is lockdown life in Austria? Um, pretty much the same. Only everyone speaks a different language. <laughs> <laughs> we've been I've been used to it now. We've had it since November. So you know, the first when you when you first were over there, are you in the city centre? I, I you are, when I first you? moved there, I was. Right in the the first district, which is like the big touristy area, but now I've moved out. Of did it. you ever? So did you ever like wake up hungover some mornings and just hear like loads of shouting in a different in a different language outside <laughs> and just momentarily forget where you were and what was happening? Yeah, I mean where where I was living was just above like this massive Irish bar, and so every that's handy. Yeah, no, it's, it was really good. Uh, and then every more like three four in the morning, you just hear lots of people shouting in German. So. Yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a bit quieter surrounded now, and also no one can do anything. So, yeah. Oh well, that's typical, isn't it? You get a new job yeah, well, to be all cultured, be all cultured all, um, to live in a different he, country. He was all then. smug when he got there. Oh look at me, going outside. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it was um, good. And then about three weeks later, it was like oh, I'm being locked down. Yeah, but How but our laughed. our lockdown might end in two weeks' time, whereas yours is going to last two years. So, <laughs> thousands. Yeah, I was going to say if the, Aust- if the Austrian government handled it better than the uh, British government, wouldn't be difficult. It's quite a low bar. Uh, yeah, I mean the cases have gone down. I'm glad we've now pivoted into a COVID podcast. You know, like, fuck all else to talk about. Tom. <laughs> yeah, hey, just let's try and rinse another ten minutes out of this. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they seem to be doing better, but yeah, like you say, it's a low bar. I mean, there's not literally thousands of people getting it every day, so. It's okay. Hopefully the pubs will open by the 24th. Please. Oh, that's cummy. Remember pubs? Yeah. yeah. Can you remember them? Uh, sound, hey. Sounds like a Peter Kay set up, that. Yeah, it does. It does. Doing, I kind of went for that. I kind of went for that. Imagine didn't, missing the pubs that much because of lockdown and actually living in above one. Fuming. Absolutely fuming. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. yeah. Philippine lock-ins there. Uh, 
So if you if you didn't know, you weren't cool enough to be invited. No. Um, we are also joined by Lewis Newton, who is betterly known as the uh, less annoying and better looking cousin of Chris Weatherspoon. Are you happy to take that title, Lewis, or would you like um, no attachment whatsoever and just to be your own person? <laughs> Yeah, I think he'd uh, probably go with me on person, to be fair. Just uh, just yeah. myself as much as possible from him. Mm. It's like when, you know, like, initially Kasper Schmeichel was Peter Schmeichel's son. And then it's like, he, he's established himself so much now, you don't really say that anymore. It's just Kasper Schmeichel. And <laughs> I feel like Lewis has got to perform tonight so that next time he's on, he doesn't get introduced as Chris's cousin. And he can just be his own person. I mean, it's so, really... Usually, Chris's cousin are the one who uh, caused meltdown in Poland last time. But, uh, <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that podcast. Yeah. We should have released that as a as Christmas was, special, to be honest. As I said, <laughs> there's I only two. There's two. There's two wise men say podcasts that have been recorded um, that have never. Well, that Poland one did seem that like did go there. out momentarily. It did go out, um, and then it came back in again, um, and it was like lockdown. Really, it was there, and then you could you could be like that for a bit, and then it was taken away from you. Um, and the other one was which we have debated releasing is <laughs> Matt and Rory's post um, <laughs> Southend reaction pod, which oh yeah, um, apparently was an absolute disgrace um, to the point it was not released because it was so drunk. Was I that um, as well? You I might think, have been yeah, on that. I, think you were. I was, yeah. So because if you can't remember, then you know. We maybe yeah. will to put it out during lockdown or something like that. If there's another COVID break, like during there, we should we should uh, put it out maybe for a while. I don't know if I did no, get on that. I've, sure. I've got like a brief memory of it though, but I was. Um, or if we yeah. get promoted, if we get promoted this season, um, we'll put it well, out. That's not going to happen. No. Like, well, yeah. there you go. It's win-win, yeah. isn't it? I know. It's, uh, that 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 one you were talking about there in Poland. I was I was standing in a queue vault and tells, <laughs> just seeing the reaction on Twitter, thinking. <laughs> There's absolutely nothing I can do about this in this second. And, uh, yeah, it was quite interesting. Well, I mean, you know, we've done, what, 625 episodes there or thereabouts. And uh, that's the only one that's ever um, had to be <laughs> removed. So, well done, Lewis. I'd just like to go on record apologising for my cousin again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the great game that I'm just, this Yeah, what was, I know, I know. Like, was that? It's the worst game of football I've ever watched someone do. <laughs> like, not, not include, not in, you know, obviously taking it, you know, in uh, the way you'll put this in context, provide like context beat, to this. Like is, getting, yeah, was it worse than getting like beat 8-0 off Southampton? Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say, like 8-0 Wallabans and 5-1 off the mags and stuff. Yes, obviously, because it's 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 bad for you and it's upsetting and it's distressing for you as a Sunderland fan. But purely as a spectacle, yeah. <laughs> this game... And I'm not even exaggerating. I don't think I've ever seen a worse game of football in my life watching Sunderland. It was like, do you know that scene off of Simpsons where the the <laughs> uh, and it gives the impression Americans at that time had a football. Portugal against yeah. Mexico, back yeah. to centre, and it's gone out for a throw-in. That's yeah, that, was, it, that was it. It didn't even get back to centre. I actually, I actually doors off in the second half for five minutes. <laughs> I'm not even lying. I actually on the set day fell asleep for about five to ten minutes because I was so disengaged with what I was watching it, it was just it was so so painfully dull and it, I was it was quite looking forward to it because it'd been three weeks with no football and thanks to Brexit I can't use Sky Go anymore so I've not watched any football so I was quite uh, I was quite looking forward to it and I was like this is the worst football I've seen in a long time and it's like 
well, after I didn't watch the Lincoln game, I thought, oh, you know, all guns blazing, this will be the uh, yeah. Lee Johnson revolution. And this happens to me, Tom, as well. Lincoln was the only game that I wasn't yeah. able to watch. Yeah. <sighs> Great, that, isn't it? But I do, I wasn't surprised it was that bad, in a way. I was. Were you? Because they're terrible. And they no, are terrible but at this, home. And I thought even, yeah. I, I didn't think we would be like all guns blazing and really slick and quick with the interchanging, but I did think we'd have enough to, to beat a very, very poor Northampton team. It's more than you think, you know, with everything that's gone on in the past weeks with the old, uh, the old Rona ravaging the squad, that they are going to look a bit sluggish and not at the races, but again, like you said, Northampton are terrible, so we should have at least got, well, grounded out like a 1-0. And if they, we'd done that, I think everyone would have been quite happy about it really well, it, there was literally mm. like zero happened in the game like no. Charlie White had that shot over the bar which he should have scored and they had a shot which deflected and Burge saved and that was it and the ball was just out of play like permanently yeah. out of play yeah. it just lacked all kinds of quality like there wasn't even just like a pass or anything that you'd like got you kind of towards the edge of your seat to be like a little bit come on it was just uh, <laughs> every, every single thing I was just, yeah, just infuriated by how bad it was. Like, it was an- annoyed at how bad it was, not just like bored of how bad it was. If you were old enough to, if you're old enough, obviously, like now, because me and Stephen, um, you know, the elder statesman of the Wise Men Say podcast, um, and obviously a lot of listeners to podcasts are sort of in a in the uh, eighteen to thirty five demographic. Um, <laughs> um, if you are too old, too young, sorry, to remember what it was like under sort of Butcher and Buxton, I would say that Buxton, was Buxton in particular. That I would was say. very much. Yeah, I remember a nil-nil draw um, in which Terry there was Butcher some shoppers, played yeah. um, against Grimsby at home, and I remember like saying to me dad after like fifty minutes or something, "This is going like," and I was about seven or something. I was like, "Yeah, this is going to be nil-nil," and it was nil-nil. And I often think about that game because it was so bad and like this would be up there with like it's very much like the same vibe like nil nil against Grimsby in February like that kind of feel to it and it was there were some shockers under Buxton at Roker Park and this was the the less romantic side of of Roker Park because if you can believe it it was even colder than the stadium of light (laughs) and if it was a midweek game in particular there were when we were terrible under Buxton well Buxton actually had one decent season by decent I mean we finished mid-table in the second tier but generally speaking we were rubbish and there were I remember losing the South End 1-0 in one game and this wasn't even Collymore's South End this was post-Collymore they might have even been relegated that season and it, yeah, I think I remember Birmingham coming in the League Cup one midweek game, and they were a division below us. You saw the call a cup or whatever you call it, the League Cup, and they beat us one nil. And there were like twenty three Birmingham fans there because I remember we were counting them because there was nothing else to do because <laughs> it was so cold. And one of my, I've, I've got a memory of one guy when Birmingham scored running around the away section doing like an aeroplane celebration. <laughs> I remember one of them weird things that stick out in your mind from being a kid. I remember like. We played Wolves once, and um, you know, like the away fans obviously could be in the roker end, but generally there was a smaller on, so the, either side the, um, of a big chunk in the middle. Yeah, in the clock, they were in the clock yeah. stand. They were in the clock stand, yeah. like in the yeah. bottom right in the wooden seats. 
yeah. like next to the next to the rotor end, like in the bottom tier. And I remember um, playing Wolves, and I think we might have drawn the game. And when they scored, there was like a guy, big fat bloke, um, doing like the Ultimate Warrior um, yeah. celebration, where he like pumps his hands and like breathes like. <laughs> Like that for those at home. When you're saying when, um, when you're saying a fat uh, guy, done. if you were a kid, doing that when like they scored, but he seemed like a block to you at the time. Would be my guess. Yeah, I remember. He, <laughs> I, he, had, he looked like a bit like a fat guile from um, Street Fighter, um, and uh, he was doing that celebration when they scored, and then he got like was getting abused, like people saying like who it like all, who it all the pies and all that, and there was two fat lasses classic, there as well. Classic. They were old, older lasses as well. Getting the hammering um, for for the, I think Phil Gray scored in the game. Look, we've managed That's to talk what we about terrible we games. Yeah, we, from we, the let's early just 90s. own it. Let's just own it now. No, <laughs> not talk. Top ten awful I was just games think- from the nineties. Yeah, I was going to say I was <clears> thinking about uh, terrible. Well, not terrible, not in the sense as you say, Steve. Not that we got hammered or anything like that. It's just boring. But the one that always springs to mind is when under O'Neill and we played Stoke Stoke away. And mm. It was nil nil, and I cannot. I was at the game, and I cannot remember a single thing about it. And not due to, like, inebriation. It's just, like, there's nothing I can remember about it. Although the highlight of it was my uh, my brother throwing up in the um, Charlie Chalk pub before the game. So that was the, <laughs> that was the only highlight, really. How old was your brother at the time? I remember a nil-nil under O'Neill. I think it was under O'Neill against Stoke, on it, and it was on Monday Night Football. And a Dean Whitehead oh, missed yes. a one-on-one for Stoke. Um, and that was it. That was the highlight. The <laughs> Pulis was the manager for um, Stoke, and the ball was in the air an awful lot in that game. Yeah, it was, it was good. And the and what that Bolton game last season <coughs> with Parkinson that was terrible. Yeah. But yeah. The, uh, but again, not that Gillingham boring. game last season under Parkinson was Parkinson was terrible. Those three Gillingham games under Parkinson. Yeah. There's a big list of Parkinson games that are, that were terrible. I think all, all but like a month of Parkinson games were terrible though. Yeah, like five-six game spell where we were mint, and then every other game was just like you didn't really, you weren't really expecting anything. But then you'd inexplicably like <laughs> batter Tranmere five-nil out of absolutely nowhere. What about the crying game, but without a, you know, woman with a with an that a man's. <laughs> can anyone think of any games that were like? <laughs> Finish your thought, crying, it was the crying game, but yeah. Anyone think of but any yeah. games that were like such an anticlimax where there'd been like lots of excitement built up and then like, oh, that happened to just like give you a reality check. And I'm putting people yeah, on the spot there. So what I'll do, yeah, so I, I'll name a couple that, and I'll let it. people think. Oh, I want Lewis to come up with something because he's not provided anything yet. So he will be Chris's, <laughs> cous- he will be Chris's cousin for he the will false be forever Chris's cousin. Um, yeah. One one didn't work out well and one did. One was when Terry Butcher came as manager and he made all these like signings and Bob Murray. It's one and only time I can remember Bob Murray back on the manager while he was Sunderland and Terry Butcher was still this like England legend. He'd only been in Italian ninety a couple of years earlier and he threw money at him and we were the bookies' favourite to win the league and everyone was really, really excited. And the first game of the season we lost five nil at Derby. And that was a bit of a moment where you were like, ah, <laughs> right. And it never recovered. The other one did recover. It was when... To be fair, like, didn't, like, the half the team he signed did nearly die in a car crash. Yeah, they did. Fair. They did. Yes, that's right. 
Um, and you can hear all about that on the, um, when Wise Men Say Met Terry Butcher. Uh, that is available on our feed. Yes, it'll be there somewhere. You'll have to go and find it. Uh, the second, it was, to be fair, it was it was he was great, wasn't he? He was like really good, like good crack. And he was like, really nice, really nice guy. And so and and, and he own and he like as a polar opposite to Steve Bruce, he really like owns. Yeah. What oh, happened, bad. and he owns his yeah. mistakes, doesn't he? Which is, which is great. Um, um, we are just waiting for Steve Bruce to get sacked so he can then say the Newcastle fans never talked to him because he managed Sunderland. Yes. He hasn't used it yet. He's saving yes. it, isn't he? He's definitely, yeah. definitely. It's in the back him. pocket. Like, you know, in spite of everything, I just I do like Steve Bruce. I don't know why. <laughs> I love he it. Just seems like I a love nice him man. Like I would. You know, get, try to get him on the pod a few times. Talk about time. He, he just, just can't be. En- he can't be enjoying just try himself. Try and give him a chance to just say, "Look, I did like make a number of errors," but he, I just think he's. I think he's so gutted about how bad it went that he can't. Admit well, we we reached out to him once, didn't we, a couple of years ago? Um, a couple of times. Won't, won't like reveal who who the link was, but the the. The person in the middle will come back to us by saying, "We were like, you know, this could be sad. You know, it's a shame. You know, there's a lot of." Rebuilding can be done because he actually built a really good team, Steve Bruce, and it was a good time in hindsight. And and the fact that you know we could just put our side of the story across of what we weren't happy about and stuff like that. And then the reply I got back was, "Yeah, he's not bothered, mate." <laughs> <laughs> so, so well, yeah, exactly. So never mind. Oh, the second one was recovered that I'm thinking of because Sorry. it was when after Roy Keane came, and again massive levels of excitement, and we had that. We had that transfer window and stuff, didn't we? And um, got off to a good Man start. City it was at home. No, it, this was in the championship. So he's first oh, right. when he first arrived okay. at home to Cardiff, and we played oh, them. We yeah. played Halloween. them. We played the midweek. He played Halloween. four. He played four centre halves across the back four. Chopper scored, I think, a couple, and scored we lost. Twice, yeah. And after that game, I remember thinking. Oh. Is this is this all it's hyped up to be? And it was in the end. He turned it around, but uh, yeah, that wasn't one the one that We had one in the premise against uh, Man City, where um, it wasn't long after we'd signed like CC and Mal Brank and Tenio and Chimbonda, and um, we got absolutely smashed <laughs> like at home three 0 And uh, Sean Wright Phillips Sean made Wright his Phillips, like yeah. second debut oh, for yes. um, Man City and uh, ran right. Yeah, that was. I was like, oh, like I thought we were going to be better this year, but actually, maybe we're not going to be. Mm. Yeah. Say something, Lewis. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to. Most of my games, I'm still quite young, so. Um, <laughs> oh, all right, hey, he's all playing right. that card. He's playing that card, is yeah. he? You remember um, when we played Northampton um, and drew nil nil? Yeah. No, I'm just going to say for me, obviously, when I Mick McCarthy's first full season in the Premier League, we went up. Um, and we've made. I obviously didn't really understand football at the time, so I was really young. But I was had my hopes massively set up because we'd gone up and we'd signed like John Stead, Andy Bray, Anthony Natalis. <laughs> you were young players. if you got excited about names. those signings. Well, I was so excited, and we got battered all pre-season as well. And then my dad said to us like, "Oh, teams, new teams, they just don't gel properly, yeah. so they always get battered in pre-season." Yeah. And I was like, "All right, it'll be fine." And then we played Charlton and got humped. John <laughs> Ben scored twice. Um, so yeah, I think that was my biggest. Build up no, that, it's a, it's a good it's a good one that actually because 
again, we, we didn't strengthen that much in the summer, and I don't know how optimistic people were, but we'd only been out of the Premier League for a couple of years after being there for a while under Peter Reid, and, and Charlton seemed to present a reasonably easy fixture, didn't they, in the first game of the season? And if it was 3 1, it could have been about 7. They were so. Oh, they were really I, good. I was actually at that game. I, I, like, I've seen the highlights and stuff, I got told Danny, I was actually Danny Murphy in that game was, like, that was one of the best performances I've seen at the stadium from any player in, like, 25 years whatever it is we've, we've been in the stadium he was absolutely amazing he absolutely he was absolute top class um, and yet yeah. he was a good player don't he man? I like, remember just, just the groans around the ground after every goal that was all yeah, well and, and were, like I think it was reflect <laughs> the fact that there was only about 27,000 there probably reflected the um, the, the the summer that we had um, and I kind of obviously I was what was that 2006 so yeah I was about 23 20 had a season ticket next to uh, Richard uh, of the wise men say fraternity at the time um, I remember us being like dead chuff when like Andy Gray scored um, and uh, then sort of lovely book into Andy Gray's career I think at Sunderland summed up in two moments uh, one at Tottenham, where um, he was so bad he was good when he uh, miscontrolled a long ball um, and inadvertently laid it off for Anthony Metallic to score a, a, an equaliser. And um, when he was substituted on 43 minutes against Everton at home, <laughs> uh, which is a tremendous achievement. Um, it's a mug and off by I the mean, manager, that that is, isn't it? It's like, I remember when, when De Canio took uh, G off in the 47th minute. <laughs> Um, it, it was it was a bit better than that because it was Mick McCarthy who did it. It was sort of quite, you know, like s- sensible. So for him to do that was was quite a statement. Um, but he was amazing, Andy Gray. Like how he managed to like just in completely indiscreetly foul everybody as soon as the ball went in the air, and then just concede a free kick. Um, in 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 relevant terms, again. So we were in the Premier League. He's possibly the worst striker I've ever seen play for Sunderland. Oh, I don't know. John Stead was like, yeah, no, I, John, John Stead though was I thought was like he just couldn't score. He just, he wasn't good enough it's to score. He was at least he was went. at least he was comfortable on the ball though. Yeah. Like Andy Gray, the ball would just bounce off his shins. Um, he would just he was just abysmal. And he was when he absolutely Stead abysmal. played like wider, didn't he? Um, like him and Murphy, I think played like wider. Like as the season went on, he was all right in a wide area because, like you see, he was he wasn't like lightning quick, but he was a bit quick and he could like he was comfortable on the ball. Um, and he, I think, he set up the goal for Hoyt actually in the in the derby. The, that the derby. that was a big anti climax as well, yeah, wasn't it? I remember the, what the atmosphere was like in that first half was sensational, and then we went a goal up, possibly the loudest the stadium's ever been when we scored and went one all up, and then. Absolute capitulation. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a good. Uh... I was going to say that my my pick would be the the game. Lots against... of picks here, which you know. It's a, it's a <laughs> I know rich these, well, I, I technically have two, but I'm only going to use one. Uh, um, Share them both, Tom. We oh, need yeah, I was going to say Tom. actually, we we'll probably might as well use them both. <laughs> uh, the first one is the uh, the derby um, in 2011, where Ryan Taylor scored. Um, because mm. that had been built up by Bruce <laughs> himself, and I thought we'd finished the season. Well, we finished tenth, famously, 
And then the players we they bought. It was a first first home game of the season. Yeah, wasn't it? and we got a good result away at Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Larson scored that scissor yeah. kick. Yeah, was and that so. Last season? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so. And so, like everyone's hyped for it because of the first game, and, and then just we were terrible, at, like really bad. And then they scored that, that an that overhead goal. cross, an overhead cross. There was, there was, was that definitely? There was two seasons Larson scored in the first game of the season. One was a free kick at Arsenal, and one was a scissor kick against Liverpool. So yeah. it was one of those, wasn't it? And then and West Brom as well, didn't he score? No, he, that was later on. He scored a free kick at Arsenal in the first that game Ars- of the season. That Arsenal game wasn't the first game of the season. No, it wasn't. Was it not? There you go. So I was right. I should have, I should have just had confidence in what I said. Originally, that was his debut. The scissor kick was his debut. Yeah, like his yeah. debut. It was a, yeah. the Arsenal it free kick was the same season. So it was his first game of the season. Jan putting the cross in. With his number three shirt that he finally wrestled from a left back and then left five. Well, that later. that was it. That game, the Newcastle game, where Jean was there and he looked so out of shape. And he's like, "Ah, yeah, these are. It's not going to be good. This is it." <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah, and then we completely lost our heads. My other one was the um, the Fulham game under De Canio, the first game of the season. Mm. Oh and yeah, the revolution, the yeah. revolution pre-season, yeah. and because when we played, why Cabral didn't play for eight games after because he was brilliant in that game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was weird. Was it was weird that game because we were like really good, and then just yeah, lost we got stuff. applauded off at half time. Yeah. Like, we were, it was nil nil, and everyone was like up, going like, "Oh, this is great!" Yeah, this. all these players like, oh, clicking yeah. with each other, and then we lost yeah. for like one shot, and then it, it was all like went a corner, to pot. A terrible. Terrible corner. It was. It was a significant result as well, wasn't it? Because like you know, you, when you do listen to some of the players who play for Decanio and the Swindon and stuff, they they said that like they hated it, but as soon as they got results, they embraced it. Mm. And you do feel like you know the players obviously weren't having in pre season, and we know all those stories and that. And we did play so well that game, but Fulham weren't a great team. They got, I think they got relegated that season. Yeah, so yeah. you do feel like had some of them turn up that day and like spank them four 0 it could, it could have ended up differently, but it was almost as if, like, say, they lost 1-0 and they were just like, nah, not having this. Nah. Can he won two games, didn't he? Newcastle and Everton. Newcastle I went, and Everton. I was walking to work that season because I worked at Slug and Lettuce in um, the Gala in Clifford. And um, out of the escalator walked Jack Marini, G, um, Cabral, Morbel <laughs> Carson and somebody else. The lads. And G came out first and he, like, jumped and jumped and, like, made me jump a little bit and he just pointed and went, Jackarini, ha ha! Because I was like obviously small and had short hair as well. <laughs> I walked past. I know been so like I was really like obviously wasn't I was only like I think eighteen as well. So I was like oh all of a sudden you do now you mention it. Now you mention it. I just like sprint walked away. So you were seen off by G Dong One, is that what you're saying? I was it's seen like, off by G Dong One. Yeah. I mean that's not <laughs> really something to brag about. But I'm glad you brought it up, Chris's cousin. <laughs> yeah. Name of the podcast, Richard. Seen off by G Dong One, please. Well, I'm I'm editing, so oh, there the, you go. Know. The there best go. part of that was uh, also that game is because we got really excited because we'd like beat Tottenham on like a swamp. Mm. And David Moberg Carlson looked incredible. I was like, they found absolute gems. They found gems. And then they all started playing together. And it was like, they, they, are they working the Premier League as well? And then we did about five games. Like, why yeah. have we got all these morons? Like, Andre like Shalushka. The Italian, um, he was probably the best of the lot. He was all right, actually, to be fair. He was all right, Manone, Obviously, Manone yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, he was the, uh, was it the, 
the Italian Boris Johnson sort of fellow, what do you call him? Defanti. Defanti, yeah. Was it, with his, but the like, thing is, the, it was a, it's, as, as you can terrible, see now, like, terrible terrible it's, signings. The, it's the right kind of model and approach, we just had the wrong, <clears throat> we had the budget versions. Yeah, the Udinese model, C- Craig, if you're listening. <laughs> well, they- we actually got some half-decent players now, if you, if you think about it. Like, there's a couple of them who were all right, like... We got Barini out of it, and Jacarini wasn't too bad. He just couldn't seem to. Oh, it was terrible! Like but how? Like that is the most Sunderland thing of all time. Like not, like having Jacarini and not being able to use him properly. Yeah. is the most because he every time he, he like had, his contribution was quite good. Like he scored what four goals. He created a few, but he like never got on the team. Never played regularly. That uh, but yeah. even Mobile Carson's like. It, Somewhere where is he now? He's, he's doing all right. He's, he's been in the Europa himself. League, isn't he? Hey. He's where? He's where? Mobile Carlson. He was linked with a Premier League move the other day. Or Celtic, I think, might have been in for him. Well, it's not really. It doesn't make really sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, might as well be linked to us. <laughs> yeah. He plays for Sparta, uh, yeah. Sparta Prague. Who's he play- is it Sparta Prague, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, was play- yeah, he played. A- he- oh, he played against Celtic when they beat him. That was them. it. That yeah. was it. That was it, yeah. Wow. He was linked with him. He just scored against. Probably. Created a number of goals against them. Didn't they get beat like five nil or something? Yeah, I think they got. They're not very good at the moment. Like four nil. We haven't even talked about Northampton. They just acknowledged mm. how bad it is and then segued into how <laughs> terrible we've been for the last thirty years. I so mean, but what know. is there what? to say? Like we've we've all, we've all said that nothing happened. So <laughs> well, that pitch, yeah. by the way, at Northampton was absolutely no, 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 no. Well. Let's not get back Northampton. Let's keep doing this. Um, <laughs> I think people would appreciate this more. Who's been the biggest letdown of a signing? Who you were so pumped up for? Oh, Got that's a tough. How long have we got? Time I thought you said you want to do half an hour. Well, we've only done one. Floor twenty twenty minutes. Tor Andre Floor. Tor Andre Floor. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, because he was, people like might not remember how amazing a Chelsea he was. I mean, he was like a super sub at Chelsea. He'd come on and like score a hat trick. And then he went to Rangers. Obviously, not as tough a league, but he was. Yeah. He well, scored time, loads of goals there as well. Like a tough league. Yeah, he had a good team. Yeah. Te- well, them and Celtic at the time. Were good, yeah, like, yeah, both had good teams. Yeah, no, good Rangers league. did have a good team at the time. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good shout. Didn't he like kind of replace? I'm, I'm obviously going. I was quite young still back then. Um, didn't he kind of? He came in to kind of replace um, Quinny, didn't he? So yeah. I suppose that's even even well, more yeah. of a letdown. No, because it was Laslandes who came in. Oh, Laslandes, yeah. Quinn. There's one actually, because if you were ever a, a trans world sport fan back in the day <laughs> yeah, that... on Channel Four, um, again showing my age. Um, so the thing on on you had on Channel Four, trans world sport, the morning line. Gazetta, that was like your lineup on your sat on your Saturday morning. Morning line, boring horse racing rubbish. But the obviously you had Transworld Sport, and then you'd have like the highlights from all the. Um, and obviously, if you had Euro Sports, you looked at Sky. Then you'd have like Euro goals, and it would show all the goals from like the European leagues. But on Euro Sport, you always got like stuff from like Liga, like La Liga, and um, like Lazandes was amazing, like. Every week you're watching, like Marseille was that? Um, he was at Auxerre. Auxerre, but he, Auxerre he also really good. Um, he played against Celtic in the Champions League, and I've got some mates who um, Celtic fans, and they, and they were saying, "Oh, you've signed a cracker here! He absolutely yeah, destroyed, he destroyed us." Them. And then his first game against down, his first game against Ipswich at home again, 
look really, really good, and you thought, yes, we've 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 done it. But didn't he say he said um, he went in to speak to Peter Reid one day and said, look, I can't, I'm not Niall Quinn, you know, if you're going to just put the ball up in the air all the time, you'll need to sign somebody else because that's not my game. And he said um, something like, and then his response astonished me. <laughs> he said, and this was... This was, was he writing uh, the clickbait on it? Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. believe what Peter Reid let, said to Lillian Laslander yeah. when he went in to see him. Yeah, wait till you see his response, it will astonish you. Um, and he said that Peter Reid turned around and said, listen to Mr Frenchman, don't come over here and tell us how to play Mr Frenchman, yeah. <laughs> something like that, I'm paraphrasing. John, on any I'm of my Rothman's books... <laughs> that is quite funny. That is. But Chris Waddle was. Chris Waddle was amazing for us. Yeah, that that was like that was again that was like replay. that was one of the ones where you just like that wouldn't happen in the modern day. So Chris Waddle was like this legend for Marseille because he was so good over there and he played for England. He was so good. He was he was easily our best player on Italian nightly. Then he came to Sheffield Wednesday where he's an absolute legend now because he was their best player. And then he ended up going down to like the championship with Bradford and just he was scoring sensational goals for them. Like it's a really famous FA Cup goal he scores. And Bradford were like lower half of the second division or like the championship as it is now. And that would just wouldn't happen now. A player that decorated who was still at that ability, that wouldn't happen. And when we signed him, a handful of games left of the season, he was like mint for us. It's just frustrating that we didn't get to see him earlier than that. Because he, you know, he was a Sunderland mm. fan as a kid and stuff. So, well, he's no, he, he's he a hundred, he's hundred percent a Sunderland fan <clears throat> as a kid. So does that mean he's not one anymore? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I no, think man. he he, he said he supports them both equally now. Yeah, he said he supports them both equally. Oh, no, that's worse. That's <laughs> worse. Don't bother. He did play. He did play for them for like. Yeah, isn't yeah. That? I can't be dealing with that. I don't accept it. <laughs> Chris Waddle was the first one who did who tried to lose the jawdiness when when he was um, yeah. <laughs> on the comment when he was yeah, speaking. Yeah. Like so, the vowel sounds like day becomes day, that kind of thing. <laughs> well, we, well, it would have been a, if we'd him and Mickey Gray maybe they've had consultations. Mickey Gray's gone far too far. He, he's gone too far. At least Chris Waddle, you can still hear the jawdiness sometimes, and Steve Bruce, you can still hear the jawdiness. Maybe sometimes. it's maybe it's. Sunderland, like they come to Sunderland and think I need to do something about this because if you think about it, it's a, just a long line. Donald, you know what's funny though, Steve, Steve Bruce, Bruce, like when he, when he Steve Bruce bellows out on the touchline in a really strong jolly, sounds like in a really strong jolly accent. Get tight to the man, get closer to the man, <laughs> and then he comes at the end, and then he comes and does his interview, and he's like, "Yeah, well, you know, you know." <laughs> at the end of the day, at the end of the day. <laughs> Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. I tell you, that, that's it. I tell you who I was excited about uh, when we signed, and he he just wasn't very good. Was when we re-signed Michael Bridges under Mick McCarthy, and I was yes because I didn't agree. I didn't really see him. I didn't really probably too young to like see it first time round or like only just getting into football. But when it's like we re-signed him in two thousand four, and I was like, oh great! And then he he played. He scored like one goal or maybe two. I was just like, oh, this is a bit disappointing. He scored. He looked good his first few games, mm. didn't he? He had, like, you could see he had the quality, like, on the ball. His touch was amazing, but, like, obviously physically. Yeah. He's... But he scored, like, a header at Stoke. I think that was the only goal he scored. 
Yeah, um, and a contentious one against Burnley because I was I was at that. Yes, one. it was on. It was the main game on the Championship on ITV. Yes, yes. beautiful Julio Arca goal as well. Was, was it like when we signed Andy Cole and under, under King? <laughs> I was excited about him as well. Had that on it. That's a thing that happened that you forget. And he was again. He was so overweight. He looks. He looked massive. Refused to have a medical because he's claustrophobic. Who was this? Andy Cole. That's amazing. So he he wouldn't have him. He wouldn't go in the MRI machine because he's claustrophobic. Wow. Yeah. So that we signed it, we obviously signed it, but he only he didn't play many games. But it's mad that we no. had Dwight York and Andy Cole at Sunderland at the same time. <laughs> and he, and he barely very, touched the ball. He barely touched the ball, did he? Oh, same with all those games Jorgen he played. Cole. He barely touched the ball. He was so just same with the uh, and off the pace. I, I remember he had a, played okay in a game against Reading at uh, <laughs> at the Majeski in the game where Stephen Hunt scored that. Contentious no, no goal. last minute one where it went up. Did it go over the line? And where it didn't it? Clearly didn't. <laughs> and yeah. that was a big relegation six pointer, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. What about a player? Like players who this probably is a very small category. Okay, but players who we nearly signed or didn't sign for long enough. Because the one I'm thinking of, which excited everybody, was Margos. Giuseppe Beaker, who uh, came on as a substitute against Walsall in the uh, League Cup when we beat them 5-0, and Carsten Fredgaard scored a brace. Um, There's the one for the exciting player that didn't do anything. Um, And Thomas Helmer would also go into that bracket, I think. Um, But... Yeah, he came Again, on against another, another uh, player, Peter like Reid, half I think. an hour in the League Cup, and it was like amazing. And everyone was like chanting like Mar- the Marco yeah. Gabbiadini song, yeah. but his name, like because he was called Marcos to Giuseppe, but he had Bica on the back of his shirt, B I C A. That was like as a Brazilian nickname. <laughs> um, so I think he went to Warsaw. He did. After, he did after because we did game, not from a contract. So they were we like, did not from a contract. Hell, he, he was good. We we'll, we'll just bring him here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if he did anything. Probably didn't do anything at Walsall. He was probably rubbish. Play, so. Players we nearly signed. The one that sprang to mind was under Poyet when we tried to sign uh, Ava Benega at Seville. Yes. Who's gone on to oh, win yeah. to win like three, you know, because they win it every year and he's captain. And that was one of the Defantes that he couldn't get over the line, wasn't he? I Ava think it was Congerton, sure actually. It was. Well, it was Congers, wasn't yeah. it? Was, didn't Defante try and sign Mindy as well? Yeah. Yes, yeah. and he came up, he, he nearly did sign. He would have been terrible. He would have been terrible yeah. for us. He's terrible for City. Yeah, we'd have ruined yeah. him. Yeah. Well, he's injured and having yeah. parties. Illegal parties. <laughs> <laughs> what was that guy called who was like the captain of some Spanish team that like David Moyes like put some oh, bids in for? Ebora. Ebora, Ebora, yeah. And he was he like the whole, le- tran- the whole transfer window lasted on him, like laid on him as well. If we didn't get him, everything kind of fell apart. Well, did after that in an unusual um, sort of twist. I remember the club. Let's not get into the Robbie Keane email again. But the club. <laughs> no, no, we've we've yeah, been over that a lot. The club, twi- well, the club announced this that we were interested in a borough because after the game, um, after we played a pre-season friendly, Paul Bracewell did like a post-match thing and said we want to sign a borough. He's he's coming over like in the next couple of days to to complete the deal. So like the club. Put an official like article out saying we're gonna we we're, we're basically like 
agreed this deal with a borrower <laughs> and then he didn't come. Amazing stories like that, though, isn't there? Yeah. Big players, big names now. But, like, for the club to, like, usually the club are just like, no, no, like, no, we've got irons in the fire, blah, blah, blah. Keep with powder dry, blah, blah, blah. The usual cliches. And then, but yeah, in this instance, the, um, yeah, the, 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 they actually did say that we were going to sign a borrower and then we, we didn't. He it, said well, he not, was ho- not he'd be homesick because he, he was captain of Sevilla, wasn't he? And he was like, yeah. oh, I'd be homesick if I. Leave. Not signing um, and then he in Vio. That's see oh, that preseason was what oh, yeah. one of the biggest yeah, mistakes talk about this club will ever make in their history. I can't remember a player who, who people have loved that much as well. Just it's like by hard to be top. Just how good he was, yeah. and the fact he was so desperate to come, and they were trying to. The line was at the time. No, we keep making mistakes in the transfer market like with cost, with, which they were and spending too much money and because he's only got six months left in his contract we're not going to sign him but then they went and signed Dong for 13 million instead so, that was you know. bizarre but I, I reckon that was down to Moyes' stubbornness not to just you know have someone else's team or maybe it's just his thickness I don't know I still think Dong could have been a good player for us but he just yeah I don't think he was ever he was probably uh, uh, like, shall we? Shall interesting, a pit, Lewis. You're not doing very well in the um, <laughs> trying not to be Chris Weatherspoon's cousin um, <laughs> sort of stakes. Let's, I'm, I'm going to be brutally honest. Game over. <laughs> shall we do a plug and then come back and do ten minutes on the current situation? I'm quite yeah. enjoying this sort yeah. of general chat. Really, I, I mean, well, we could. We'll have a plug and then come back and do ten yeah, minutes. Yeah, do that, and we'll good. talk yeah. about the general. General, right. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Okay, so now Christmas is out of the way, and there's a um, there's a, a new year to look forward to. <laughs> um, how about making sure you look the part? I did ask from the terraces if there was anything in particular that they wanted to push out, any item they wanted to sell, or any message, uh, and the response was not really, mate. <laughs> Just let people know it's business. <laughs> Just let people know it's business as usual. But deliveries are taking longer, so. So um, get your order in now, um, if you want to. That just shows you know, how good they are, and how successful they are. Yeah, mm. really. Once we've all been vaccinated, and um, you know the, the what sort twenty twenty two. Yeah, but come on, Steve. I'm trying to be positive here. <laughs> all the all those who really need it. Hopefully, they get you know the protection they need as soon as possible, and then when they do, we'll all be allowed out again to frolic. And if you want to frolic well. 
make sure you use the code WMS10 at fromtheterraces.co.uk to get 10% off all of the items. And I say all of because you're going to want to, when you get on there, you're going to want to get balls deep in it. To be to be frank, yeah. Mark, this podcast is explicit. So, but you already said something explicit, Stephen. Yeah, so. well, um, but yeah, use your code WMS ten to get ten percent off your basket. Do that, do that, and get yourself a nice jacket to keep you warm in over the next month. Uh, we'll be <laughs> in the house. You've got, yeah, if well, you can't afford to put the heat on anymore, save on the heat bills you, definitely because you haven't got a job. Um, <laughs> then you know, use that last money you've got um, to to keep warm with from the terraces. Yeah, Look good exactly. and not die at the same time. Mm. Wise words, absolutely right. What do we want to talk about for the last ten minutes? Then <coughs> we want to keep doing what we were doing. No takeover update. So that that is at least we know it's with well, the EFL. So that means Neil, Neil I'm, I'm still correct then. There's no yeah, saying Neil, Neil, right, Tom's still right. I'm um, still right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Neil Fox is redundo. He's gone. Dr. Fox. So that's a thing that's happened. Donald's right-hand man. Yeah. So Chris, Chris will be very happy. He, he could say a thousand words about it and no one would give a shit. <laughs> he's already said like 5,000 yeah, words it's bo- about it. boring isn't it boring <laughs> just, yeah, just men leaving <laughs> yeah. the club who cares <laughs> <laughs> they're not the big fish here's a thread yeah, yeah. yeah. What does oh he here, know here's about? a thread yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not reading yeah. what that. does Neil Fox know about Richard Ord scoring from the halfway line to win a game against Grimsby in the last minute on a Tuesday night in 92-93 yeah. uh, what does he know about uh, that Um. And it hit, went in off the underside of the bar, and Phil Gray nodded, nodded it in afterwards to make sure, didn't he? But yeah. it was given a, it was, it given, was given Richard Ord. It was given. The flag was. That up. was a midweek. That was a midweek, midweek game yeah. as well. It was a midweek. It? Yeah. yeah. It's a lovely segue, isn't it? Um, mm. So that did happen. Richard Ord did score from the halfway line against Grimsby at Roller Park. I'm sure many mm. remember that. Um, but yeah, so that happened. Neil Fox, he's garned. I, I don't. Is, I don't even know what he looks care. like. So. Yeah, probably. I hope he looks like. I hope it is Doctor Fox between A Fox and Doctor Fox yeah. from the radio. That's yeah. what that was. My hope would be. Um, He's great. If, if if he did look like that, then I wouldn't blame Stuart Donald for employing him because, you know, you want somebody like that around the place to lift people's spirits. <laughs> Someone who looks a bit wily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, peace out, Fox. Doctor Fox. <laughs> yeah, Foxy. Foxy. I thought that was you. Yeah. That was you saying you're wrapping in now. This podcast, <laughs> anyway. Peace yeah, out. Yeah. That's it. That's how we end it. That's made done. Did you know <laughs> actually that um, when Garth in Wayne's World sings the the song um, by um, uh, Jimi Hendrix? I have never seen um, Wayne's World. <gasps> really? Even Lewis has seen Wayne's World. <laughs> Wayne's World. I know. It's a very important know. film Wayne's World, from a, a cultural point of view. Film. I know. That's disappointing. Sorry, man. You'd love world. Wayne's World. You grew your hair a bit longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were yeah. very, mu- they were very much like embracing what we do now because, like, you know, the podcast scene at the time it was the these amateur cable channels, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 you know, and they got popular. So we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't do this from a basement or anything. But you know, I mean, you- <laughs> some <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah, well, some people might. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. but yes, uh, 
you should watch Wayne's World. Oh, that, right, that, okay, that's so. something you could do during lockdown three if you yeah. had locked on two point five or if you want to. Do you know what? I've never seen it for a few years. I might. I'll oh, love it. I like to seek it out and watch it again. Great, one of the great films with lots of mm. great bits in it. Tom, you need to watch Wayne's World. It's phenomenal. I'll try and but find yeah. it. So the song by uh, uh, with, by Jimi Hendrix, uh, Foxy, was actually about Neil uh, Fox. Neil Fox. Yeah. A little known <laughs> fact that was a, really that was a very that was a very laboured joke. <laughs> you know, well, it was just it was ruined by the fact Tom hasn't seen Wayne's World. So. Yeah, so, sorry, mate. <laughs> <Pathetic>. <laughs> hey, God, this is a ramble and a half, isn't it? Yeah, this, um, is, this but, is what they yeah, come I mean, to listen you could, to. Uh, you, you, you could you could watch Wayne's World um, on Saturday um, at three o'clock. Um, and then followed up with Wayne's World 2, which is, in my opinion... It's good. A, yeah. Yeah, a sequel where <clears throat> it may be better than the original, which is mm. a bold statement. And I don't... You know when people talk about um, sequels being better than originals? Like don't, don't, you can't two, include yes. You can't include trilogies, by the way. You can't include, like, M.I. Strikes Back's better than The New Hope and all that, because it's not... That's, that's not a thing. That's a continuation of the story. Uh, yeah. Wayne's World 2 is two separate films... Um, and they will reside as such. So you can't, you can't put them in. The Home Alone two is better than Home Alone Do you think? one, as discussed, as discussed many times. I don't. I think Home Alone's better than Home Alone two. No, I don't no think chance. I've seen either. What? <laughs> Sorry. What are you doing? What are you doing over there? He likes films. I've given him film recommendations before, and he's yeah. he's never watched it. So he's never watched Office Space. He'll, 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 he'll watch fucking before. Green Street Seven. <laughs> <laughs> do a, do a that, that was for work, yeah. Stephen. That was for work. <laughs> <laughs> Providing got, you with um, content. I've got a question. Go on. In terms of sequels, so what um, season <laughs> is followed up by a better season in some terms? So, like, Bruce's 10th kind of followed up with he's getting sacked, but is there ever been a time when something that actually... When you feel really optimistic, you mean? and Feel really optimistic and then we've actually had a good season. Oh, well, 97, 98, 98, 99. That that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Where we got beaten in the playoff final and then, like... Absolutely battered the league the following season. And Mick McCarthy as well lost in the playoff semi-final and then won the league next year. I mean... It wasn't as good. That, as I don't know. That oh four or five was like my first proper like going a lot of matches. It was like about two thousand four or five. So I was <clears> like fifteen, sixteen. So I was going to matches more regularly. Now I really enjoyed that. I know in retrospect, a lot of people at the time said they didn't enjoy it, even though we went up. But I thought it was a really. Uh, it was good because we won every week, and that's why it was. I don't know. I always found it quite shocking that we just got walloped every week the next season. At the well, time, the, anyway. The fifteen, the fifteen pointer into the keen promotion seasons are a pretty epic effort. To be fair, it, it also in fact, yeah. although like that's, the, a diff, that's what you said is a, a season that went okay and then got better, whereas the, that was very very bad, Ted. And then we got <laughs> better. The next but the 06 07 where we won the league under Keane, and then the Premier League season under Keane, oh, the yeah, first that one, good. that that was enjoyable. It was really enjoyable yeah, because it was enjoyable. It had was a load of like, last minute the, the, goals. The season, the season DVD wasn't it? The review DVD was called. Wasn't it called Last Minute Heroes? The season <laughs> review DVD because we scored eleven goals in the ninetieth minute. Or something that like was that. great though. That because what happens now is people leave early and it just didn't. That's the only possible spell as a Sunderland fan where people didn't leave early because mm. they expected. Well, they expected a goal. Or they expect, early, at least um, they expected. Hey? <laughs> in the game where Anthony Stokes scored the winner <clears throat> against Derby, 
poor. Um, somebody involved with Wyatt Benson left the game early, and I did um, uh, abuse him for quite a while. So was that Richard? Yeah, it is. Yeah, because you only knew Richard then. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I do. Well, spe- speaking of doing that, I remember, uh, when we under Coleman when we went down to Bristol City and came up and three 0 down. Uh, there was a lad who was like with our group, and he left at half time, and uh, <clears throat> and because everyone stayed in Bristol that night, I uh, I wouldn't let it go all night to the point where I had to be taken to one side and say, "Can you please stop going on at him because he's getting quite <laughs> upset?" And I was like, "Well, he should." I was like, "What are you doing? Where did you go?" It was like you're miles away from anywhere. Would you do just walk back? And, yeah. Why would you get upset? You would just need to own something like that. I, I, I think I was being over the top, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Took it too I can't far. believe that, Tom. I'm getting a bit carried away. <laughs> getting a bit boisterous. Yeah, yeah. Mouthing off. Like mouthing like off. Like a lot of mouthing off. <laughs> I miss that. miss mouthing off at yeah. football matches. Mouthing off at Bradford was a good... A lot of mouthing off at Bradford when we all went on yeah. the... The wise men say where they which Stephen didn't go on. Well, so only two of us on this Lewis post. Lewis wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's lads. Good though. It's funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. Halcyon days. Seems a long time Halcyon, ago. Now. Halcyon days of being in League One and Jack Baldwin scoring a, a winner against Bradford now in League <laughs> Two. But it was still that was still in that phase where we thought we just. I was just convinced we just win every game, no like no matter what, and just piss the league. And then it yeah. all, and we got then we got one one to death. So the, the start of the Ross campaign. And that was, was very much like, that was very much in the middle of um, every team we played having fans who were wearing Newcastle tops at the time as well. Uh, yes, yeah. like good times. Good times. That, that was that was it was every game, wasn't it? It was fun. Company, yeah. There was like at least twenty blokes, like adult men in Newcastle tops. Oh. When Paddy Power did that thing about it, there was about four of those photos that were mine, I think. Just one of them was a Bradford as well. Yeah. Some random as your mates when you're at the matches. <laughs> yeah. But there's no Newcastle fans in the matches now, Gareth. Except you. Except you. have <laughs> got four of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's just because you cry when you're over here. I can't feel like we've... You can't listen to Mark Knopfler without shedding a tear. I do feel like we've um, rambled out now. Um, private joke's never a good hey, one. Hey, it wasn't a private joke, it was just a, a joke at your expense. Mm. Um, now everybody's in on it. So if you mm. want to tweet Stephen abuse because he covers Newcastle, um, and the yeah. only football you can go and see is them, then, you know, <laughs> wise men say pod. My Twitter account's been suspended, that's something. Uh, yes. offered that's, a different, that's a story did, for a different day, perhaps. Yeah, but I did try and um, offer to punch a man in the face, and now I can't recover it because uh, the email address I signed up with, I can't remember the password for. <laughs> <laughs> so my Twitter account might be gone forever because I offered to punch a man in the face. So <laughs> that's my new everybody, every Everybody raise your can to that tonight, anyway. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, um, right. We've we've rambled out. We've rambled no, but we out. Could, we could, we could though. We could have a game at the weekend potentially, because yeah. I did tweet from the account, the, the non-suspended account earlier in the week, that um, we could um, potentially play Hull this weekend. Now their game with Wigan's been suspended. Would you think that's a good idea? Uh, Personally, no, because Hull are playing well. And <laughs> yeah, that. Do you not think we play better against the better teams because they're more open? But we've we've not we've not. I'm not buying in this. We've had a rest thing. They've had a virus. Most of the squad. No, no. I'm, I'm just saying, like we we struggle to break teams down. Who like? No, I just think I just, I just like, don't think the I just don't. Judging on the last game, 
I just don't think the players are ready at all. They've had a virus, mm-hmm. and you could tell they were they were in a whole of being playing. <clears throat> and they're, they're the best team in the league at the minute. Well, that is, I think Hull will be pushing for it, and I think we'll be like, yeah, maybe not. Yeah. From from, yeah, from a selfish point of view, I, I don't know. I, I, th- I just think like I think is a if you're a footballer, um, and if you're like a manager, you're not gonna look at it that way because you'll fancy yourself. Of course, in every game. So I but think I'm not an athlete or a football manager. No, I'm just saying that like because Tom said like we might not fancy it. I think they will fancy. No, I think the players will want to play. Yeah, I think they. I think they'll want to play if they can. Never know. Like you say, maybe you know. So you know, maybe training. Rory and Matthew will be back on Saturday. They might be back on Thursday to preview the whole game, and then back on Saturday to talk about us losing the whole. Yeah. And how we shouldn't right. have played the game because we're all great ravaged. stuff. Let's let's leave it there. We ended talking about the a potential game anyway. So uh, who knows. But I've enjoyed that actually quite quickly because yeah, yeah. I was genuinely hope worried there was just too. nothing to talk about at all but um, that was Kenny and I hope you enjoyed it so thanks for listening 